I'm not nervous. I just wanted to give you something to delight yourself in the morning with. <laughs> Did you see Katie? Morning, sunshine. Morning, Good morning Katie. Katie. Good morning. So, yeah, welcome to the self-evident podcast. There's really nothing going on here. I no. forgot to switch this to public because that's what I do. But guys, thank you for tuning in. You got Mass Dog. You got Mikey over Yo. here. We are we are killing it right now. We're just <laughs> killing the game. <laughs> so if you have not done so yet, get, get, get what? Why not? Why do we have to remind you? Yeah. <laughs> Share I, it. I feel like I'm working with my kids right now. I got to keep re- repeating myself. Yeah. Why haven't you subscribed yet? Yeah. Why haven't you shared it yet? Why haven't why, you liked and commented? Yeah. Why Why didn't you your, do the dishes? What's your holdup? Come on now. Get yourself some merch. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go. Now. Do it. Get your butt up. Get it done. Do it. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have his own voice copyrighted or something. He probably does. Probably. Copyright strike. Anyways. So, good morning, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. What up? We're happy to be here. We are, kind of. It's 60%. I'd say. Yeah. We're growing. You know what I like, Mike, is your new angle. Thank you. I kind of like that. That yeah. whole bright light thing. No, I'm serious. Oh, that actually way. looks really cool. Yeah, you look yeah. like you got depth. Yeah. The room looks bigger than what it actually is. It's like I, a rear view mirror. I, I almost kind of feel like I'm, I'm in Star Wars or something. You know? He's a model. Yes. Anyways, I can't make model faces. Anyways, so guys, welcome. We're going to get right into it because that's what we do, and uh, we're running a little bit late. Sorry about that. That's okay. All right. It's, it's, it's part it's, of the plan it's, here. Hey, it's Folks. showbiz. Sellers. Fox. All that, folks. Come it's on, it's part man. of the show. Come on, man. Y- you know, anywho's, guys, we got a lot co- to to cover today. One of the topics we wanted to say was, or talk about was, we've just been going through a lot of uh, spiritual growth. Both Mike and I, you know, we do the politic thing, we do all that stuff, but also too, this is about discipleship, and so we talked about it yesterday. Well, actually, like the last couple weeks, just about guy like me. Needing to prove his worth. And I thought, you know, I just got some really cool counsel, some inner healing stuff, and it's pretty amazing. So uh, we're, we're going to share a little bit of that today. Why is it man needs to uh, feel like he has to prove his own worth instead of just resting in the works of Christ, all that stuff? And wh- how not to do that, what to what to meditate on, those kind of things. So guys, again, theselfevidenttruth.com. Get on there. Get yourself some merch. <laughs> we're not wearing it. <laughs> oh, but, but. He called us out. <laughs> You know, just I, I like Barrett Jackson. Okay, hey, chill. Hey. Yeah, and no, I'm not endorsing Barrett Jackson. It's too expensive, right? But it's a cool place. But Barrett, if you wanted to endorse us, I mean, we'd be glad to take call. your money. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll support auto auctions. Anyways, <laughs> five minutes on the clock. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> we ready? All right, here we go. Number one. Physicians beg for help with children's mental crisis. Now, this uh, I don't really have jokes about this one, but I thought this was oh, interesting. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going there. A joint paper was released last Wednesday by the American Academy of Pediatrics, American College of Emergency Physicians, and Emergency Nurses Association. 
The papers state that emergency rooms are flooding with children and teenagers showing up due to mental health issues like mm. anxiety, depression, oh. suicidal attempts, or thoughts. Oh. Kids have been going into ERs, and normally they require an average of 17 hours of stay, unlike adults who tend to average five hours. Over 500,000 children show up each year, according to the paper. Number was on the rise before the pandemic, but the paper shows the pandemic exacerbated the crisis. Go figure. You lock a bunch of kids away, isolate them out, put cloth over their faces so they can't see each other's faces, force them down the social media rabbit hole, and then wonder, well, why are they turning up with anxiety and depression? Keep them away from people, kids. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. You You may catch COVID. Do not go outside. Yeah, don't even look at each other because, you know, that COVID thing can... Obviously, the face shield, it couldn't go around the face shield. Yeah. Right? At stores, it couldn't go around that plexiglass Yeah, no, that... That that covered it Three foot by two foot piece of plexiglass saves you from death. (laughs) Like, I want COVID, okay? (laughs) I want to test to see how this works, okay? So I'm going (laughs) to act like I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. So I, I thought this article was interesting, though, because, of course, we were right. And now medical establishment is finally catching up with the fact that, hey, things are not going well for kids because we are creating a world that is utterly destructive for them. So uh, keep your kids away from social media. That's the lesson I get from that. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's a whole so lot many more. lessons. <laughs> yeah. Like, trust the science, uh, you know, as much as you can. Yeah. Trust that's the our, science. That's our advice. Even when the science doesn't trust the science. <laughs> what? Anyways, number two, the Ford CEO realizes what we all have been saying. Again, we were right. Ford CEO Jim Farley admitted he underwent a reality check when he tried to make a cross-country road trip in the Ford Electric F-150. His statement Charging has been pretty challenging. Oh, you don't say. California encountered slow charging times with a slow charger. It was taking him 40 minutes to charge the truck's battery to 40%. Could you imagine? You're on a road trip. Well, you got to stop off for a charge because you don't do gas anymore. And now you're going to wait 40 minutes for a a 40% charge. (laughs) You'll never get there. Another man from Canada was forced to abandon his electric F-150 after charging in Fargo and attempting to charge in Minnesota, but the truck basically gave him the blue screen of death. We're off to a good start with this, guys. <laughs> just give me a V8 and some gasoline. Right. Like, give me some, get, just give me a truck <laughs> with some gasoline. Can I just hear a motor like give me, roar? We need know? one with a carburetor. A carburetor. That's what we need. We need dual exhaust. <laughs> we need that sucker to just ping blue from the exhaust tips. Uh-huh. You know it's what I mean? Just... We need the blue smoke. Yep. Give you know, I don't Give mind. Give me a, a truck. I don't mind a diesel coal roll every once in a while. <laughs> Puff of black smoke. Get the tar in your lungs Good as night. you drive through it. Come on, just Oh goodness. I am glad that this guy uh is having a reality check, but my question is, how is it? That you are the CEO of Ford, you're you're watching the development of this entire division, and nobody ever went. Maybe we'll have problems in the field with charging. 
What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to do? Hook up to a fan? <laughs> those giant fan things in the fields? What, what a do? great oh, invention that is right there. <laughs> I just picture them like driving past windmills, plugging in as they're going along. He's got like a 200-pack <laughs> of Duracell double D, or D batteries. Because you got to put them in. Walking out of Walmart <laughs> with just bags of batteries. <laughs> you know how, how in the back of like old toys and stuff, you had the row that you had to put all the D batteries in or whatever? Like if your truck had that and it was like 400 slots that you had to fill with batteries. <laughs> just it doesn't start. You're like, okay, which one did I put in wrong? Dang it. <laughs> oh. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I mean, it's a cool idea, I think, you know, the whole, what do you call it? Yeah, go for it. Electric idea, I guess. I think it's cool, but it's like, (laughs) just. We're going to laugh at you as you fall. There's more gas stations than charging stations. Apparently, those charging stations suck. So, I mean, imagine if every gas station had a 40 minute time wait to fill your tank up 40%. Right? Dude, there'd be an uproar right now. That's that's what I've really thought about. And I know they've got like superchargers going on, but like yeah, you stop in for gas and well, 45 minutes. Every what, 4 hours, it's a 45 minute stop. Well, it's going to take us 3 days to get to Georgia, folks. Oh, dude. Anyways, oh, stuff. Anyways, uh, we're going to skip the third one, but we are going to go to a bonus news bit. Um, in an announcement, uh, NASCAR <laughs> has come out with a new racing circuit <laughs> that we felt we've just got to promote. So yep. go, NASCAR, go ahead, throw it up to Isaiah. appeal to the to appeal to the average Joe. Yes, yep. we we Coming support. <laughs> <laughs> we wholeheartedly support the Walmart 500. We become an official sponsor of it. <laughs> Ever since the gaff of the let's go Brandon situation <laughs> and also catering to the LGBTQ agenda, they have now decided to appeal to the average man. Look forward to those races at the Walmart 500. Oh, I love these. I, I, I do too. freaking love this. I love it. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> All right, before before we get started, we do need to... Uh, For the Mexicans, it's called Gualmar 500. <laughs> Gualmar. Gualmar 500. <laughs> G-U-A-L-M-A-R. <laughs> oh, oh, I love me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um, <laughs> shifting gears... Uh, so a word from our sponsor before we get started, and, oh, and, right. and we're going to get started real quick here because I think this is a really good topic for us to discuss. But first, we've been talking about equippingthepersecuted.com, and I want you to go to equippingthepersecuted.com, look into signing up $25 a month or more. Now, what are you doing? So I want you to think of... I want you to imagine a little girl named Manny tragically shot during a brutal attack on her Christian village in Nigeria. Think about the attacks that are going on in Nigeria. This is reality for them, people. For us, we can go to church, we go home, we we hang out. There's no real threat for us. We live very blessed. Nigeria, it's different. 
You don't know when your village or your church might be attacked. So what's the mission of equipping the persecuted? To end the devastating cycle of violence. They're more than just relief. They're empowerment, their protection, and their education. They reached the scene within 48 hours of an attack, offering emergency response and long-term support. And so we are saying, partner with them. We're, we're a nonprofit. We need funding. But we feel so strongly about this mission. You need to give to them, guys. You need to be able to donate Help them yeah, help we, others. We we we're making it a personal mission from self evident to support as you know as much as we can. And I think too, like you know, every one of us has that thing where it's like, okay, what could I give to that's just beyond? Now I love, like you said, self evident's mission is missionaries to the U.S. and we're going out and doing the stuff. But yep. man, there's real. These kids aren't going. You know, these people aren't going on a mission trip to Fiji. You know what I mean? These guys. Because there is stuff like that. You know, yeah, we just yeah. Want a mission trip to, yeah, it's like, well, and we're not trying, and we're not trying to, 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 and it sounded like we were demeaning. What I'm saying is this is real work. This is where they're in prayer. They're in covenant. They're constant. It's yeah. gotta be ahead. We thank God for them. Uh, and we want to support them. So yeah, please go to equipping the check them out, sign up, donate today. Tell them we sent you. All right. So this topic today, you may have noticed in the title, Proving yourself is not really what it's about. And the whole reason that I even brought this up, and honestly, Massey, the notes are just kind of a, a They're free, free form. Yeah, so I'm not going to be following this too much. But Massey, I'll throw it to you, bro. Why, why did Mike pick this topic? Because you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to do proving it? Yeah, Mind you, this was like 8 o'clock at night. Hey. What are we talking about? So many of you that are watching know me or listening know me. You've seen me or a friend maybe have turned you on to the show or something. Uh, but many of you know me personally uh, that, that, that are watching this. And, and, and I'm grateful for that. And I love all of you. And I try to keep in touch with as many people as I can. Uh, but what many people don't know is struggles, right? We all struggle right. with something. And so... My great struggle for years, I mean, I'd probably say since I was probably six that I can remember, you know, going through like inner healing stuff and like figuring out and talking things through with the Lord, I had this need to prove myself. and it, yeah. But it was justified in the sense before Christ. Like people didn't believe I could do all these things, so I had to prove myself constantly. Now, some of you will say, well, isn't that everybody? Like you got to prove yourself to, to prove your, your worth at your job and all these other things. And yes, that's true. However, people perceive things differently. And for me, that was like my identity is proving myself. Whereas other people prove themselves to get ahead in a job because they want more success, all these other things. I was just proving myself to be liked. So it was a deficiency in my heart. It was something that I didn't have uh, growing up. That's not a pity party story. It's just how it was. So when I became a Christian, I realized there's nothing I could do to prove myself to Christ. That's what made me fall uh, uh, fall in love with him. That was like, I, I, I literally saw the cross as... He genuinely cares about saving my soul. The fact that I couldn't prove my righteousness was like, what? That's what didn't make sense. So I thought, I'm doing a complete surrender. This was 22 yeah. years ago. I'm doing a complete surrender. Now, I did that, and I know God has his hand on me. I know God has his will uh, laid out for me. I know he knows my plans, my future, all that stuff. But it still has this thing in my heart. So for years, I would like see this need to prove myself with leaders and things like that. 
uh, sometimes too with like bigger name leaders when I'd get around them. I was never impressed by like big leaders. What I always try to do is play up to them, you know, like, yeah. hey, I can do this too. You know, I'm part of the big boys, right? And um, I would suppress it. I'd pray it off, be like, Lord, that's not why I'm here. And he would, you know, it would be gone. So I would learn to do this behavior modification thing. Like I would uh, suppress it, it'd go away, whatever. Uh, but man, like a month and a half, it was probably a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. I was just, I was talking to you, I think mainly. And then I talked to a couple other friends who were just hold, holding me accountable. And I was like, dude, I don't know what this is. Like this thing keeps coming up. Like, uh, and, and what had specifically happened was we had hired some other people at Revive church to 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 handle some of the things i was doing and things vision stuff that i wanted to see grow and when they did it i'm like <laughs> you know dang you know like it, they took that part you know what, what what do i do now so i'm like trying to figure out what to do and i'm striving to do more and i, I want to do more and uh i just re- i caught myself one day going why am i so frustrated you know what mm-hmm. what was making me so angry and it was this need to prove myself like saying if i'm not physically doing something people won't see my value you know what i mean so and I've always said this to every boss I've ever had. Once I become a liability, get rid of me. If I'm not an asset to you anymore, I don't need to be a part of the team. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I thought, geez, I'm becoming a liability now. You know, people are doing this other stuff, and they're doing it fantastically. You know, they're, 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 they're crushing it. And, you know, here I am going, what's next, Lord? You know, like, what, what? And that was just driving me insane. And so I was at home in prayer one time about it, and this is just a personal struggle. I don't know if you all ever deal with this. But I was at home one time, and and this was probably, like I said, about a month and a half ago, and I felt I was just in prayer about it. I was like, Lord, look, I can't change me. This is a deep-seated thing. I've done everything I know to do. And I heard him tell me, you cannot carry this into the next season. You can't. I, you, I will not allow this to be carried into the next season. You have to go in clean and pure. You have to know that your worth is from me and stuff like that. Now, this may sound elementary to some of you. This may sound basic. Uh, but you know what? There's things that you're dealing with that I'm like, that's, you know, that's common sense. You know, we shouldn't deal with that. For, for, for me, this, this started a long time ago. Um, the cool thing is, though, is going through the inner healing stuff and uh, sitting with the Lord and seeing what he says of you is completely different than your own mind telling you what you are. So the problem with proving yourself that I'm finding in Scripture is it's when your mind is not the mind of Christ. So in other words, my mind then goes to prove someone that I can do it, that I'm available, that I'm willing to do it, that I'm good. I will sacrifice myself at the stake to be burned. I'm willing to go the distance, you know, all that stuff. And I'm thinking about 1 Corinthians 13. You can do all that stuff, and if you don't have love from Christ, if love is not working through you through Christ, if that's not what you're operating out of, you're operating out of the flesh, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Your faith is in vain, right? Now, I know that sounds extreme. Uh, It's a little extreme. No, it's not. It's really not. Because if, you're, if you build your house on the sand, it'll eventually fall one day in the storm. And so I'd been working on this for years, and I finally felt like I got breakthrough, dude. I got breakthrough. I really did. God is so faithful to me to do that. And, and so what we wanted to talk about was what, is it, what does it look like when you're proving yourself? Now, some of you may not even realize you do it. Um, for, for, for me, it was all about working hard, proving to Mike here that, Hey, he, he does a lot in the ministry, but Hey, I, I do it too. You know what I mean? Like he needs to know that I'm constantly moving just like he is. And I'm constantly coming up with something more just so he knows 
and and it really does come from a cool place in my heart. Like I never want you to think I'm going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do. Right. Like I want to. I, I want you to know I'm with you in the fight. Like if you're going through it, I'm going through it with you. Right. right. Uh, if you go through a struggle, I'm right there with you. I need to prove to you that I'm your friend. And in your mind, you're like, I already know that. Right. But in my heart, it was constant. You know what I mean? That's kind of what drove this conversation was that. And I just feel like the Lord really just lifted it off of me now that I do genuinely feel relieved. Like there was a point of relief for me when I just realized that um, people will see Christ when you prove his worth, not your own. Right. If I constantly prove Christ's worth, that Christ is the one, you get filled up. And I didn't realize that for some dumb reason. I'm out there preaching Christ and all these other things, but this is just real, y'all. Like this is who Massey you know, was, this is, this is the, I, this is the reality of my life, right. That I was dealing with. So, and it's, it's kind of funny because it, you, you tried to prove to me and I tried to prove to you, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's like I didn't both know of us, both of us in our hearts are like, oh, I got to prove myself. I got to got to keep up. Right. And it's, I, what I found so interesting was the breakthrough that you had on it. Um, and, Cause it's, it's something that I've, yeah. as soon as you called me and told me, Hey, I really had breakthrough on this. It's like, Ooh, because as we had those conversations about proving yourself, of yeah. course, more and more in my heart, it's like, boy, man, I do try to, I, I try to prove myself in a lot of different areas. And I think it's something that comes so naturally, especially if, if you're a driven person that, that wants to achieve, wants to do more, wants to, there's that aspect of like, I have to prove myself that I've done it, that, yeah. that I can do it, that, you know, a person's faith in me is well-placed, you know, just like a boss's, right? Like, I've, they've got to make sure that they made a good decision in picking me, you know, and thinking about the the world of the Lord, right, the, the creation of the Lord, when you when you step aside of proving yourself and you're upholding Christ's worth, and you're just, you're obedient, you've, you've emptied yourself, and you're obedient, like, you end up proving yourself, right? Without that being the motive or the directive, right? And you think about, you think about all the greats, right? Paul, Peter, John, these guys are affecting millions of lives 2,000 years later. Yeah. Talk about proving themselves, Dude, and right? isn't proving so subjective? Absolutely. And, and this is why it should never be that you're proving yourself to another man. When the Bible says to prove yourself, it's talking about the spirit of God in you, that the work should be produced by the faith you walk in. In other words, if I walk in true faith, God will give me, because the, the, the Bible says we're created for his workmanship unto good works. What that means is he's saying that the works were already ordained from the beginning, the Bible says. So he's already created you to walk into these things. And so what I'm realizing is, like you just said, Worth is so subjective, and allow me to explain that. To one team, uh, like NBA or NFL, a player is worth $10 million. To the next team that offers him a deal, he could be worth $30 million. Worth is so subjective. And here we're trying to prove that, like, and this is me. I don't know if y'all struggle with this. If you do, comment down below so we can pray with you through it. But we, we try to prove, like, man, this is who I really am. Why can't they really just see who I am? Why can't they just trust this is who I am? And one of the things that it did to me was when someone ever attacked my character, I would blow up about it. Yeah. I'd be so mad. I'm like, you don't even understand my heart. What the heck are you doing? You know? And in reality, it's like, who was attacked in his character more than Christ was? 
And then he said, if you're reviled, you don't revile again. In other words, whenever you're attacked, you don't attack them. Right. Right. You don't go after that. And so one of the things that we wanted to like, one of the things I wanted to get across was I'm realizing more and more that worth is so subjective. I think that's why it's so important to prove the worth of Christ. Yeah. Because that's not subjective. And I I want to take that Christ because I think that's a really good nugget that you just threw out there of with Christ. When when his character was attacked, he was so empty of himself and so full of the Father that there was no question of his identity. That seems to be the word du jour. Like there was no question of his character or identity in his heart because he was so full of the Father, right? So people were like, you know, attacking it. You're of Beelzebub. It it doesn't face him at all because he's I know truth. Like you <laughs> But his I'm, response, I'm with the Father, right? You but know? his response was like, how does Satan cast out devils by devils? Right. It, he, he went directly to truth. There was no, yeah. no personal in, involved in all yeah, of it. Yeah, there was no know? like, oh my gosh, you hurt my feelings. It was literally like, how can Satan cast out <laughs> Satan? Like, like, in other words, listen to what you just, listen to the worth you tried to put on me. It is so fleshy he, and wrong. Wow, because you see clearly, right? So yeah. so when you're seeing properly That's and you're it. not trying to prove yourself, you see clearly to Dude. where it's like do you do you see the contradiction or the the inherent false nature of what you just said, you know? Do you like, see the daggone conundrum you just put yourself in? Right. Right. The Bible <laughs> even says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. Oh. So when we fear that. God, when I fear God, when my whole Life reverence and awe is in the fear of God. And I prove that, Lord, I cannot do it. As a matter of fact, that tremble, right? Yeah. Just looking all this up, I'm realizing more and more that the fear of the Lord is so real. And that's one issue not talked about a lot. Why did he differentiate the love of God and the fear of God? Why is there a difference? I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people will say, I love you, Lord, right? I think they love the idea of God. But to fear God is to reverence him. Real love produces a reverence for that thing. Why do you think in Ephesians 5, when he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, do you realize that's a reverence and gave himself for it? Ooh. Love gives. So there's yeah. a reverence on the person who's receiving the giving, right? If Christ has given me all things, if I have the mind of Christ, if I've been given all the keys to the kingdom, if I've been given, uh, like Christ, as an inheritor, the, the, the authority on earth, like I've been given these things to do what I'm called to do, then where is your worth? Why are you proving yourself to a man? I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. You have not given your whole heart to Christ. I'll admit it. There was areas of my heart still that I did not understand why my heart was so far from the Lord. And it was, it was this need to figure out if Christ would abandon me or not, or was it really real? Because people would tell me things, and they would use my talents, my gifts, and now, we've all got those stories. I'm not trying to be a pity party here. But I'll tell you something. If you don't deal with this need to prove yourself, it will hurt your walk. Because all you're doing is looking at your next high for the presence of God instead of just abiding in the presence of God because you know your worth is nothing outside of Christ. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, I'm loving this concept because it, it's clarifying a lot of things that I don't... I, and I was thinking about something in the sense of behavior modification. Yeah. And there's... Go with me on this trail. This is kind of a weird trail. But I I started thinking about 
there's guys like Billy Graham who there's stories of like somebody would give them a compliment and they would almost be defensive in the sense of like, it's all the Lord. It's nothing of me. And, and yeah. And I was just toying with that as you were talking is like, that's almost a behavior modification in that sense. Right? Like I have to prove how, and I'm not, I'm not putting this on Billy Graham, but I think this happens in people of like, I have to prove how selfless I am to you by vehemently denying anything that could look like selfishness or or my own worth. I think there's a difference where it's like it's like glorifying the Lord becomes a a free natural response if if I go Massey you did amazing on that. Hey man, God's working today. You know what I mean? Like, I like yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. transformation that can happen as opposed to a behavior modification. Because I think when we'll try to bear down in not proving ourselves, but what we're tr- really trying to do is prove ourselves, prove to ourselves and others that we're not proving ourselves in the world. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like it becomes a vicious cycle for yeah. ourselves. And I think too, um, any kind of, any kind of um, train of that thought needing to prove yourself. What does the Bible say? If if you seek this world's reward, this is it. You won't have the reward in heaven. If you do it in secret, you know, I think that's why he was saying the, the Lord will reward you openly. Yeah. I think there's just things that you do that nobody needs to know about. That's why it's like this generation and others, I, I've learned to like, you, you you begin to hate the thing that you're dealing with because it's like, I don't want it in me. Yeah. So like you see these like Instagrammers and these YouTubers, right? They're going out and feeding the homeless and they're like showing how much money they're giving them. And yeah. I get the concept. You're showing good works, but millions of views, you're getting paid from it. You know what I mean? It's like easy to do that. Um, but how, how about entertaining angels unaware? How about, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I've experienced it a few times. And I just watched a video recently on it too, um, where you go out and help somebody like a, a homeless person or you give them food. You know what I mean? And it's happened to me a couple times where they walk off, I go turn the corner, and they're gone. What the heck was that? You know what I mean? And so, like, sometimes those are stories you don't tell just because it's like, okay, that was between you and me, Lord. That was seriously between you and I and those kind of things. I think what we're, this issue in particular, dealing with yourself and proving yourself, wanting people to acknowledge the fact that you're good enough, I think is the stupid thing of this, this, this weight that you put on yourself. And it can come in many different forms. Excuse me. It can come in the form of work. It can come in the form of friendship. It can come in the form of, oh, geez, studying scripture. I know like the greats do. And then what happens with those dudes that have to prove themselves? They start YouTube channels capping on the church. That's what happens. You start capping on the church. You start capping on preachers. You start capping because your whole life's worth now is proving them wrong because somehow you have an intellectually superior knowledge above them instead Ooh. of edifying them. You know what I mean? Ooh, pride puffeth up. That's it. Knowledge that's, puffeth that's, up. That's the, the origin of this whole thing is like, oh, that's such a good example of what happens is you'll gain knowledge or you'll gain wisdom 
but it's through an effort of proving yourself. Truth. And so you'll start that process of proving yourself. Well, how do you prove yourself the fastest? That's right. By creating the biggest contrast between you and somebody else. That's it. So then you demean <laughs> someone else so That's there's right. a bigger contrast, and you can compare and go, see? See how low they are? See how high I am? And, Dude. And it's, it's such an example of I've got to prove myself, so therefore I'll demean the other as many times as I can so that you see how great I am. I'm in this 100%. And and so many of us do it. I'm not casting aspersions just on on these guys on the YouTube channels, but which is a very blatant example of it. Watch yourself that you don't do it. I think that's you what's know? so important. Like I think uh you know, you look at Christ and his ministry, right? When he showed up, he wasn't out to prove the Pharisee wrong. He was actually no. preaching in the synagogues. He look, was preaching to them. Look who went to who. To prove wrong. That's right. <laughs> Pharisees always went oh, to Christ to prove so him wrong. Good. That's so oh. good. So could we have a, fear, a pharisaical heart in certain areas? Could you ask yourself the question, dude, do I have a pharisaical heart in certain areas of my life? Am I proving my worth to God by the works that I do? All of that is the law. All of that is the law. Like, I have to prove that I can keep the law. I, can, I have to prove that I've writ, read and written I've proved, and in reality, I don't have to do none, any of that stuff. My heart is for the Lord. You know what? You know how it ends up being shown to the world when he gives you the opportunity to show. So in other words, my wife is a really good example. I think your wife's a good example. They walk in quietness. Yeah. There's a spirit yes. like that's like they walk in that's very quiet, that they don't, they don't rock the boat. You know what I mean? I think when you're, when you're a performer, like I, 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 I've performed for years in stages, preaching. You know, I've kind of always been a face of something. Uh, and, you know, in that band, I was the face of it. Kind, Basically, I was a lead singer. Ministry, you know, thank God for <laughs> the church because I'm not the face. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, I get to just do what I do and be me. But there's a need that you start to develop that you got to keep playing up all yep. the time. And, like, you know, that sermon was, you know, good by, by, by Pastor Todd, for example. How do I how do I follow you know how do you follow that how do you you know at least be at that level you know in some sense and you realize you can't do another Todd like I was not given revelation the way Pastor Todd was I'm not given the striking good looks of other men i.e. you Pastor Todd and others I was given this cute mug and I'm okay with that. <laughs> So you realize my worth is not found in what you think of me. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, I was like, look, I can do it, Lord. You know, you get around, like for me, I, was, I grew up poor, yeah. very, very broke. Not, not, not through anybody's fault, man. I love my parents. They did so good. Uh, but I get around rich dudes. I get around business guys. And you ever feel that where you're like, I got to kind of... You know, uh huh. Uh -huh. We're, we're about set to gross 10 million this year. And I've been around them, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, one of the companies in Michigan is like 20 million, 30 million. And I'm like... We just grossed a hundred thousand. Yeah, at our ministry, <laughs> hundred thousand. We had a hundred G's. I was like, yeah, you know? and they're all like, "Cool, man, good for you." And you're like, "You are lying." They're actually not. They're happy at your yeah. growth. They're happy and excited for you. And that's where you know you're not proving yourself. They're elevating you. Mm -hmm. A real man good. that doesn't need to prove himself or Christian, they elevate one another. They bring one another up, and that's what Paul did. That's what Christ did. That oh, those ministries good. are like they lift up. That's how you know you're not proving yourself. You're proving Christ because Christ wants us all up. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking yeah. about 
learning and discipleship. I think that's why it's so important to disciple people. If you're not actively discipling people, you will prove yourself in other ways. So you'll feel, you'll feel that need when you're giving yourself to somebody or people and you're constantly discipling somebody and you're raising those people up, you've just given over your heart to them. Yeah. You don't have to prove anything to anybody because you see the fruit in other people. Oh, that's good. You see what I'm saying? The yeah. fruit is in others now. I don't need to elevate myself anymore. I'm excited to, to, to mentor our team, my sons, other people that we mentor. And, and I started to realize pulling back like, dude, if, if I died today, I could know that I did everything I knew to do with Christ. Right. Was I perfect? No. But I think that's what makes this journey so awesome is like, I knew I wasn't, and yet he spared me anyway. Yeah, he said, I'm going to use you anyway. Yeah. I'm going to perfect you along the way. And it's all for, for, for me, uh, this personal struggle that I, w- I was dealing with, thank you, Christ, that, that I don't have to do that. You know, I realize people don't care about that stuff. You know what they care about? How's Massey doing? How's his wife and kids? They don't care about my... You know what I mean? They like it. They support it. But they're like, how are you doing? I realize more people care about the man than the works. Yeah. And we're we're very tied into our works. And I think it's just another aspect of something good God has has put into us that gets twisted and perverted, right? It's the wrong motive that twists the whole thing. And so I think this... Kobe. Nice shot. I think this whole conversation is probably a two-parter um, because we're going to have to get going pretty quick here. Did you see Gloria's comment? No. Go ahead and read it. Colossians 1.10. Way to go, Gloria. Thank you for that. I would have thought of this scripture, but I don't need to prove myself to you. <laughs> okay. No, this is cool, though. Listen to this. It says that you walk worthy of the Lord, being fruitful, increasing in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful is increasing in the knowledge of God. The more knowledge you increase in the Lord, you become fruitful. Mm-hmm. See? Exalt the Lord, and you become fruitful. The works produce themselves. And Your worth is Christ, not yourself. Right. It's and such an oxymoron to the world. It is, because the world says, no, you have to prove yourself, and then that proof will be shown. And it, it, this is exactly what we were talking about, of like... Look at the fruit produced over 2,000 years from Christ, from one single man, obviously God in the flesh, so, you know, that helps a little, but completely changed the face of the world forevermore, yet was full of the Father, nothing of himself. Yeah, he never had to say, I'm the Christ, I am. No. Remember what he said, what do you say I am? What do right. others say I am? Uh, when they, when the, he was with the Pharisees and the King James, he goes, you know, are you the Christ? He goes, you said it. Like, he, never <laughs> right. was like, he never had to prove because he's like, the works I've done should prove to you that the Father's in me, he said. That's how I know Christ That's was real. That's awesome! That, dude, 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 dude. That is exactly how I know Christ was real. Why? Because if if Christianity was false, if it was fake, in the scriptures, Christ would have been saying constantly, don't you know I'm the Christ? Don't you know I'm your Savior? Don't you understand I've come to save you? No, he humbled himself every single... He was even telling the demons, you're not going to talk. Be silent. That's right. Like, like, telling people, don't go tell anybody what I just did. The demons (laughs) called out the identity that Christ had. They called out his works. You're the Christ. You know what I mean? Everybody else were the ones who were 
testifying to who Christ was. Christ was not testifying of himself. He even said that, dude. That, of course, when we have to go is when it all just pours out, right? He even sure. said, I don't testify fault. of myself. No, it's This is true. a father who testifies for me, it's right? True. That should tell you that there is something different about Christ compared Truth. to all the others, because all the others came and said, I am the yeah. whatever, Dude, right? if worth, guys, listen, I, I want to leave you with this. If a self-worth was proven by your works, what would happen if you couldn't do works? What would happen if you're a quadriplegic? God forbid, if that ever happened to you. Right. And those of you that are, your love for life excites me. I've met s- several of them who have been paralyzed from a, from, a, from a horse accident or something, and you meet them and they're full of life. They're full of joy. Look at Nick Wojcik. Yeah. All he does is goes out and speaks. He has no arms, no legs, right? He was born that way. And and you look at his love for life. If life was proven by what we could do, and maybe this is basic to you, maybe, I don't know. If life was proven by works and you couldn't do works, then where would your proof be, you know, where would your proof begin? It would have to be in the made image of Christ. It would have to be because that's self-worth. Self-worth is I I'm just me. God created me like this. I'm uniquely and wonderfully made. I'm chosen from my mother's womb. This is who I am. And, uh, you know, again, my my issue was constantly having to push that needle. I can do it, Lord. You know what I mean? He's like, I, I, I know you can do it, right? I'm just asking you to submit to me. I'm telling you to submit. Right. And so I did. I was like, you know what, Lord? This ministry is yours. You do what you want with it. And he's doing great with it. Like, it's his. I, I, I'm, his I'm being a steward of it. Mikey's being a steward of it. My wife's being a steward of it. Uh, our sons work for us now, which is really cool. We had Gracie on board. You know, like, just it's fun to watch how God moves and, and, and does his thing. Faithful supporters. They're not supporting Massey. Some of them are because they love me. But they support the message. They support what Christ is doing. So your worth cannot be found. If, Christ, if works were truly found to be your worth and you couldn't do the works, what would it be? The love of Christ. Right. It would have to be because right. you can't do your works. You can't prove worth. If, if your works equal your worth, then when your works dry up, your worth has dried up. Right. That's yeah. why Christ... Oh, gosh. Why does this happen when we have to go? Right. Listen, last point. I think this is why it's so unique that all men are created equal. That's why value of life was one of the first things they wrote to be protected. Because it doesn't matter what what that person does with their life. They're intrinsically created by God. The sovereign God gave them the spirit of life, Mm, right? Therefore, we cannot touch, tame, taint, or anything of another man or another woman, right? So your worth must be found in the one who created you, not your works, not what you can do, because that'll all go away one day. One day I'm going to get old and wrinkly and uh, not anytime soon. But you know, they're uh, you know, I was raised growing up. I had diapers, and I'll probably be old with diapers one day. You know, it's gonna happen. You, your life is a bell curve. You, it is, you start not right? being able to do much. Usually, you end wor- not doing much. Yeah. If your worth is not found in the one who created you, His love, then all you're gonna do the rest of your life is try to prove yourself to others who you really are. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, prove Christ. He'll give it to you. Right. And, and it's such a cool, it's such a cool feeling to like a cool thing. Lord, my life's not my own, he says in the word. It's about right. with a price. And to wrap this up, 30 seconds, because we talked a lot about the the value of not trying to prove yourself, but taking on Christ's identity and allowing the Lord to do what he needs to do through you. 
Um, if you're really struggling with this concept of proving yourself, it's one of the things that we mean it when we say you need to go to the Lord with it. And obviously, we, we full-throated endorse the inner healing process. Um, you get a good inner healing Ooh. facilitator. They will lead you well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not them... Yeah, one sec. It's not them that puts the idea in your head. It's them who allows you to convene and and communicate with the Lord, and the Lord will bring you to those moments where that lie started to get implanted and you built a whole structure over it. Yeah, and I so. think, too, one of the reasons we believe to prove ourselves is because others have thrown a word curse on us or something, like saying yeah. you'll never be able to do it. Or we do it to ourselves. We do I it. Can <clears throat> never, you know. I can never attain to that. Well, John uh, Van Bruggen just wrote this. He said, the older I get, I find that there's so much more of what I thought I knew with Revelation than what I knew was a bunch of poo. It's the transition between head knowledge and having it in your spirit. Amen. Amen. It's it's a whole so it's good. a freedom when it's in your heart and it's not in your head. Like you'll <laughs> you'll start to feel release under these things. Yep. Right. Right. It you when it's in your heart and an experience, it's like I I'm not even thinking about that because I just I have it. I have it in me. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I hope this blessed you in some way. I hope we proved ourselves to you today that uh, we can speak Scripture. (laughs) All right. I hope you have a great week. We We, we love you. We love you. We're going to be in Missouri. This weekend. This weekend, yeah. So if you're in the Canton, Missouri area, come on out. Come see us. And again, support Equipping the Persecuted as well. Get on their website. Do that thing, would you? All right. We love you guys. Have a great day. Take care.